Hello, and welcome to Story Mode, a video game podcast. I'm Simon Evans, and joining me today are Keelan Simpson and Jesse Munro for a discussion of the latest Nintendo Direct. For more Story Mode, check out StoryModeGaming.com and follow us on social media at StoryModeAUS. Enjoy the show. All the time, I get shit for bringing the podcast into disrepute. I'm making my dick jokes. I'm making my cum jokes. Okay, but Keelan, Jesse, Keelan, Keelan, well, I'm, Keelan Simpson, buddy, you come in with your cat shit stories. Okay, all, all I'm doing you come is in <laughs> with your blueberries, your bananas. You sound like you're waxing Chewbacca's leg. It's awful. All I'm doing and, is and setting you up for jokes. Bad task. Okay, get gets off to a bad start. You don't want to show like. Master Chef, and the, and the one with the cravat talks about like how sweaty his dick is, something like that. Like the show doesn't start like that. It may end like that. I don't watch the show, but it wouldn't start like that because you want to get to the actual meat and potatoes. Uh, the meat and potatoes. Yeah, I need you. Multiple levels there. Uh, uh, there we go. We've come full circle. Hey, <laughs> speaking of, can you come in a full circle? <laughs> like that, we came full circle again. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, everyone. For fuck's sake. Hey. Why, why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we do this to people? Why do know. people willingly listen to this? <laughs> to actually get into some gaming stuff, Keelan, you've had a big day today, haven't you? I had a huge day today, Jesse. I got a text message from a Mr. J. Munro. Uh, uh, that's what he saved that Present? as on my phone. Um, at really? about 12 o'clock. No, oh, I'm joking. It's like I'm, your, it's like I'm your dad. No. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I was joking. I was just doing a bit <laughs> for the show. Sorry. And the message said, um, PS5s are going on sale. I had a quick little link there. And I clicked on it, literally didn't read a single fucking thing. Noticed it was EB Games. Stumbled over my feet to sign into my EB account and place an order. Um, Didn't realize if I'd even ordered the correct version of the console. But did you get the disc version? I did. It came through. It was the PS5 disc edition. I have one coming this Friday. I'm so Yay. stoked. Thank you, Jesse. Good man. You, uh, you really came through for me, man. Thanks. Yeah, see? Thanks, EB Games, friends of the show. That is taking you, what, 16 months to get one. Now's the time. But I'm happy. I'm happy you finally got one. Whenever I hear these horror stories of getting a PS5, I feel so, so bad for how easily we got ours. Literally after that showcase, it was Lorne and I were writing up all the content for StoryModeGaming.com and she just sent me a message like, hey, heads up, they've got a sale. I'm like, okay, cool. When do you be? <laughs> just take your time with it. All right, I get one. I'm like, oh, my partner will want one as well. <laughs> Walk over, she's half asleep. Hey, you can get PS5? Uh, she kind of like half asleep, gets on the phone, gets on one. It's like, oh, I got one. Go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic. Too. Yeah, so I apologize. To everyone. Whereas in my case, I was kind of fucked because you know time zones exist, and so obviously when this PlayStation showcase had finished, I was well asleep. Like it was like I don't know three thirty a.m. or something for me, and I was like, mm. I woke up, and obviously all the news is PS five sold out everywhere. All the PS fives ever gone. Every single PS five you could ever imagine fucking sold. Satan's PS5 stolen from him overnight. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And no, I still got mine. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey. um, but yeah, and then I ended up checking Big W, and they had the handful. So I got I got lucky there. But 
even so, I didn't get the first like launch day shipment. Mine was a bit after that, but even so, pretty pretty close to launch. But well, yeah. let's move away from the old PlayStation and the old Dick and Ball talk for a moment. That's right. Let's talk a little bit about the Nintendo. We had a new another. Well, the first Nintendo Direct of the year. Mm. Do you guys like? Do you guys like these directs? Or I, would you rather just like a big showcase in like in the middle of the year? I love them. I think they're really good. I really enjoy them. Yeah, I, I, I they've grown on me. I think people's expectations of them need to calm yeah, the fuck down, yeah. especially. Okay, look, look. Uh, let's get it out of the way real quickly. Everyone's expecting. Oh, they're going to show Breath of the Wild two. They're going to show Metroid four. They clearly, clearly stated they're going to be showing games. They're going to be coming out Q one of this year. Those games simply are not. I think what's happened is a lot of um like when PlayStation does sorry when Sony does like a, a state of play and Microsoft does a. Uh, random xbox showcase they get try to get out in front of the conversation and say look we're just showing games from this quarter or we're just focusing on this or that and the other it's it's so you know, the gates open and the horses bolted with that conversation i think because mm-hmm. no one looks at that they just like no. direct they're gonna show everything holy shit but uh, i really the, like these jesse in contrast to the other companies the way they do it mm-hmm. in one big bulk thing because when you do it in that big bulk presentation, what, that's like... What do like, you mean? Like with E3 like like kind like, of thing? Like an E3 or like a Game Awards or something like that. What about like the set of plays? Um, they kind of break up now. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've not gotten as much enjoyment out of the state of plays as I have the directs, which is really weird. But, I guess they are more singular focused. Like we get like a Horizon state of play or the Grand Theft one we just had, I guess. Yeah, just more yeah, yeah, fair enough. It's not, quite, it's not quite the same. I don't know why. Um, and the thing is... Um, it's very easy to be disappointed by the games that are announced. So when you're doing it like many times across the year in small little batches, the dis- disappointment doesn't hurt quite as much. And on occasion, you'll you'll have a direct which is like amazing or at least great in my opinion, like this one was. Mm. Yeah, this is, this is like quite a actually. I think it's just been friends with you, with you for so long, Sai. It kind of rubbed off of me. Um, I, I get really hyped for Nintendo stuff now. I think, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm more into my Switch and stuff nowadays, and you know games like Metroid Dread and stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm 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 sold. I, I, I like you, little weird, dusty console. Um, but let's just jump into it. Let's let's talk about some of the games that we're showing off. So first up, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes comes out June 24th this year. Simon, as a Nintendo guy, what what are you thinking about Fire Emblem Warriors? I uh, look. I understand why Fire Emblem Warriors, as a sort of side franchise, exists. Uh, but I don't know. I just uh, I don't. So, I didn't care for the first one. Like I, I didn't. I didn't even play it. It looked very meh, very average. Uh, it lacked a lot of the charm that Hyrule Warriors has for me. However, so is it similar to that? Is it that yeah. sort of like this is a side game where you're fighting hordes of, yeah. of characters and shit? Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, however, this one, Three Hopes, looks really cool. It looks to do some really interesting characterization. It's again up for de- as with um, the Hyrule Warriors two, I guess, uh, Age of Calamity. It's up for debate as to whether or not this is canon because the game that this is based on, Fire Emblem Three Houses, has a time skip in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. And this is set to take place during that time skip. So you in the in three houses you have 
like you you start off as basically a teacher and you meet all of these characters and then there's a time skip and it's several years later and everyone's all grown up and you know these students that you had are now like head of their houses and you know in positions of power and stuff like that this is set to be in the middle of that time skip so if it's canon or not is one thing but a lot of Fire Emblem fans I've seen on Twitter have gone fucking nuts over this because everyone's like, hey, new costumes for our Fire Emblem characters. Fuck yeah. Because so, costumes are what matter. Simon, the characters in Warriors are the same characters in um, the previous game, right? Yeah, three, yeah three in Three Houses. houses. Yep. Um, okay, that makes sense. And that <laughs> it feels like they kind of built in this little window into their, their game story to add possible dlc or in this case like a whole ass new game mm. um to fill Which that part? in with those characters that people they knew people would fall in love with as is their strength it's yeah. kind of smart as as far as like franchise development goes i like it this is a different one of those games where if you, if you just want more of that lore then yeah, jump in jump yeah. straight in yeah. but i mean <laughs> i guess for people who are on the outer for these sort of games so yeah like, shit and something that threw me off and it threw me off during a lot of the trailers during this direct. The voiceover work <laughs> is is something. Uh, yes. My favorite line being, "Now that I know, I won't make the same mistake again." But it's it said drier than I just did it with these massive battles happening in the background. It's like is that happening mid battle? Like, what? There's no context. You got I it. hate when trailers just have lines without context. Oh, mate. Don't- Come yeah. on, man. It's dramatic and like over the top and stupid. I kind of love it. I kind of love those stupid lines, though, in trailers. Like, kind of like how you enjoy a bad movie. Yeah. Like, I kind of enjoy yeah, these, these are good games. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. But I, I enjoyed the bad line placement, like the bad voice lines in weird spots for trailers. Because it's obviously meant to be like, oh, look at this red herring. Ha ha. Look at this cool red herring. Guys, look at the red herring. And you're like, I don't care. I, like, I like sometimes they try to do that. And sometimes it's just like, I don't think you know what to put there. Yeah. Just put music. It's, anyway. It just makes me think it's a cheesy franchise. And I don't know, if I was look. into anime stuff, I'd totally be into that because it sounds funny. <laughs> if you if you enjoy tactical RPGs, Fire Emblem is an incredible franchise. It, as you mentioned before, Keelan, like they have these characters that people fall in love with, and Fire Emblem Awakening was really like a massive like launch pad for the rest of the franchise. And Three Houses, I think, is the best-selling Fire Emblem game mm. ever, and it's like top ten best-selling Switch games as well at this point. Huge. Like it, oh, damn. It's massive. Like, it, it cannot be understated how massive it is. Plus, there's also, like, mobile games, which, again, are really popular in their own right for completely different reasons. Um, but, yeah, like, if you enjoy tactical RPGs, Fire Emblem is absolutely a franchise worth checking out, especially Three Houses. I've only ever heard good things about it. It's one of those games that it, it kind of sits there with, like, Mario plus Rabbids for me. It's like, I want to play it, and I will so the play the greatest it. game ever made. Yes, like I want to play it, and I will play it eventually. But it's just I don't have the time to set big aside for it. Yeah, it yeah. Is- I, I find myself I can't commit to a lot of games on Switch because it's something I'm, I've, I've mentioned before, and I'm really re- uh, realizing it again playing Arceus is I can't play Switch for a long period of time. I mm-hmm. can't get comfortable. I, I can't I play like sitting Arceus up. for I need a long time. Oh, cop that. Um, <laughs> But it means that I'm just skipping out of games. So like, I just don't have the bandwidth to play it. I can't get comfortable. I feel you. And that, that's, what, that's why I'm 
I will that and cost it, the stream deck. I just don't know if I could do it. I mean, it's too big. If I drop on my face, I'm going to break my nose. Um, I don't know. It's not anyway, a product for moving you. Moving on. If there are some games coming out of stream decks that you want to play on Switch, yeah, that kind of works. We have some ports. No Man's Sky, Star Wars The Force Unleashed, Assassin's Creed The Ezio Collection, and Portal 1 and 2, fuck yeah, are probably the most notable ones we saw. Um, let's start with No Man's Sky. Look, I, I have gushed over this game before. It's returned to form, how, how good it's come. I am terrified to see how this runs on the Switch. It looks good. Like, graphically, it looks mm. good because, look, the graphics of the game aren't stellar. They're not meant to be. It has a very particular art style. But, you know, guys, there's something, know. Jesse, look. I'm worried. There's something to me that is lost in translation in that Switch footage. Um, the art style of No Man's Sky is very clean. It's got these angles and stuff. It's It, it looks quite pristine in a sci-fi kind of way. And I think that really works for it on like console and PC. And on Switch, it is just blurry and pixelated. And uh, mm. I don't, and look, maybe playing it on the small screen is going to make all the difference in the world and it'll be okay. Because, like, I mean, I've played The Witcher 3 on Switch on the small screen and it looks fantastic from that perspective. On the TV, not so much. Well, that transitions me into the next game very well. Uh, Star Wars A Force Unleashed. Um, I remember playing this, like, I remember renting this from Video Easy and playing the Jennifer and cutting droids in half. But this looks pretty this janky. Looks rough. From what we're yep. hearing, it could possibly be the Wii it is, version is being believe, ported, kind of like they did with, you know, the last port that came via, you know, another sort of non-favored console um, was the Grand Theft Auto trilogy that came out recently. They've got a good reason. That was like the mobile version or whatever. Um, the reason being motion controls, because it's yeah. baked into the Wii version. Um, but jeez, just don't it, have them. It looks bad. Um, it does. So it if you rough. want to, if you want to use all your fancy, relatively new consoles with bang, you know, extra features like the motion controller, why would you be playing the Force fucking Unleashed that came out what twenty seven years ago? It's just it doesn't need to be that. You play that game. for the nostalgia purposes. So make it, make it the version that most people have played, which wouldn't have been the Wii version. And it, it seems weird, and it looked it looked bad, especially when you compare it to the next game they showed off, which was the Ezio Collection, Assassin's Creed. This is back when Assassin's Creed games weren't five hundred fucking years long. Back when they were good, and it looked good. It looked how I remembered, which is it's an older game, but it looked like it ran relatively well. And it looks like you're getting a fair bit of bang for your buck. So you get, mm. you know, the three games, um, two short films and all the DLC. Plus, now look, am I being dumb here? I forgot the Switch had a touchscreen. What was the last game you've played that had a touchscreen support? Um, Probably The World Ends With You. Uh, Taiko no Tatsujin, a drumming game. The- Good job. This has the Ezio collection is going to use touchscreen. For what? I have I have no clue. Absolutely no clue. It's uh, it's, it's it doesn't make any sense. Uh no, I don't, I don't think that's necessary, but it's great that they're bringing these games to the Switch. Like seriously, there's a, such a vast variety of games that you can bring to the Switch that suited perfectly. And the other port being Portal, which we can all agree this is the greatest thing to happen in gaming. 
any think, portal to the Switch. I think genuinely that's probably my favorite announcement of the whole Great direct. Announcement. Like genuinely. You just mentioned portal. I just realized I'm drinking out of a portal glass, my aperture glass. The, um, um, the best thing about it for me is the name, the Companion Collection. Yeah. Companion oh, Collection. Oh, that's beautiful. beautiful. Fantastic. I love it. It's so like, like before when I mentioned I can't play the Switch for a long period of time. Portal is a game. I think one of its greatest strengths is you could play it in bite size. You could play a level, put it down. You know, you play a room and you put it down. That is so perfect for playing on the train. And it, I think people are starting to really appreciate sort of a brain brain ticklers again. Mm. Everyone playing like Wordle and Loodle and Worldle. People need their minds going. So playing a game like portal on the train to work is my bat it's kind of a nice start to the day mm. yeah i love being insulted by a passive aggressive ai robot on my it's commute to work it's just i'm getting yelled at by a robot you know on the commute to work i get yelled at by robots at work it's fantastic <laughs> the difference is one of them is funny and it's not the ones i work yeah. with uh, <laughs> uh. moving on to a game that actually got me really hyped despite me knowing nothing really about it Okay, I can feel Mario you. Mario Strike was Battle League, aka Mario Rocket League. Um, you play as you know the various Mario characters, your Bowser's, your Luigi's, uh, and you're playing some sort of hybrid of soccer. Are you play soccer? A lot yeah, of handballs yeah. I saw. <laughs> yeah, lots of handballs, <laughs> lots of fouls. Um, so this is actually the third in the Mario Strikers franchise. Um, we had Mario Strikers on the GameCube, then Mario Strikers Charged Football on the Wii. Uh, which was the one I sunk the most time into. I actually bought it recently from a second-hand shop um, for, like, dirt cheap. Excellent game. Really fucking fun. And then, yeah, this is the third one. I thought the I thought the series was going to die. I thought the, the franchise was being laid to rest, you know, unceremoniously. And, yeah, here we are. And so, basically, it is... Yes, it's, it's, it's 5v5 five five football and proper football, like, actual football that you kick the ball with your foot afl yeah i understand no. afl australian football league no no, no no that's hand egg all right oh, god damn you god damn you <laughs> anyway. but, but, but they say is it actually soccer like soccer yes. slash football what do you want to call it yeah is it yeah so oh there's so many handballs oh, yeah. oh, the ice offside and stuff yeah. I'm, oh, I'm fucking and angry. half of the rules are out of the window because fuck it it's mario and bowser's gonna set the ball on fire regardless <laughs> yeah, of whether or not he picks point. it up yeah. just fuck it whatever you can and score two goals at one time like yeah i don't like it's, play it's like silly. that like real football have you heard of multiple <laughs> it's silly it's ridiculous but it is massively massively fun and this is like such a good party game it is mm. like it's I, I can't get into mario games that much but they do do party games better than anything else. I'm actually a huge uh, fan is- of the Mario sports games. Like, I'm crazy into Mario tennis. Like, I really love that. Um, so You're I think a bad be for that, are you? Did you play the last Mario golf game? No. Oh, okay. Oh, you said that very forebodingly. Maybe I should give it a um, go. But this looks really good. You can play, you know, a bunch of people can play off the one Switch, which is always good. The thing that's probably going to be most excited is the online aspect of it. And you've also got an online club mode. So you can have 20 people playing per cup, um, which has huge streaming. You can start, you can watch our streams on twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS. God, I'm getting good at that. Um, huge streaming potential for this game. It, it looks like just dumb, chaotic fun. You know, along the same lines of, of, of your Rocket Leagues and stuff like that. I also want to mention the soundtrack in this trailer. The like genty, like rock metal. 
There's like was good. There's some metal shit happening here in the uh, Fire Emblem trailer. That had a killer soundtrack as well. That sounded badass. Um, I like Have, Nintendo's new direction. Are we in the golden age of non-classical trailer music? Because what last week we were talking about Gran Turismo Seven, right? And they've got that. <laughs> they got that. Bring the Horizon track on it. Yeah, uh, guys, guys, we are living in. We are in rarefied air. Side note: okay, This is beautiful. As I was driving down those free long country roads, going a hundred plus kilometers per hour, um, my Spotify suggested I play. Uh, Moon Over Castle, I think, is the name of the track. The Bring Me yep. the Horizon track from Gran Turismo 7. I put that on it and it was just blissful. This is the real driving. It's like I pulled over by the cops Experience. going to 170 zone. <laughs> oh, wow. Goddamn criminal. Oh, wow. Now, a trailer that didn't have great music, mm. I would argue that the music was some sort of PSYOP mentoring candidate thing because I felt queasy after listening to it. Splatoon 3, we got to see the Salmon Salmon Run. Salmon Run mode is back. You fight a big tower. You fight a big fat mohawk fish dude. Great stuff. This trailer sucked ass. It wasn't it, great. This was no. shit house. This gave me this. Uh, I said to you guys before in the pre-show that this, this gave me nightmares. I used to have nightmares about shapes and shit like that rising out of like weird dark ink and shit. And that, Can we that was dive terrifying. into that a little bit more? No. Okay. okay. When I was a child. <laughs> very much, I don't d- think don't we're qualified. Play Death Stranding. Because there's a lot of stuff coming out of goos and ointments. No, nah, that that's, that's not as triggering because it doesn't have the fucked up soundtrack that this thing God, has. How, how, how like weird. Like, Keelan, you, you've studied the music. How would you describe the chaos that was? It was uh, disconcerting. It, it sounded like an attempt at uh, almost making it artful. Almost like an art housey vibe with old, like forties, fifties music. Sounded like it was playing out of like a gramophone or something like that. But it sounded like music being played backwards as well. But it, yeah. And then you had they try to mix it with some of the stuff that was happening on screen. Yeah. So you know, it was being all intruding, and it would play into the music. There'd be a beat, but there was no rhythm to it. There was no. It was out of time. Oh, oh, I got the heebie-jeebies. It's, it's I don't just like all it. twisted. Horrible, horrible trailer. Plus. I mean, every time we've seen Splatoon so far, it's been like really bright, colorful, yep. fun. Mm. And this was murky, dark green. Bleh. This trailer was essentially the Xbox 360 and PS3 generation <laughs> encapsulated into one trailer. Mm-hmm. Like how this is a t- the Nintendo fanboy here throws the other console <laughs> under the bus, okay? Some of the greatest consoles ever made. Throws them under the bus. Well, the Xbox 360, yeah, true. And also the PS3. Nintendo, always a couple generations behind. Yes, we Mm. absolutely are. But I'm insulting everyone (laughs) fairly (laughs) and equally, all right? (laughs) But no, jokes jokes aside, it was was really weird because, like, this is meant to be, like, a a fun challenge mode. And in Splatoon 2, it is. It's really fun. Like, it's really cool and serves its purpose really well. Although in Splatoon 2 it was time-gated, I didn't like that. I don't know if that's still the case, but anyway, like it's weirdly time-gated. You can only access it like once a week or something. Um, Yeah, I I don't know why. I can't remember what the reasoning was in-game. Seems a bit fishy to me. Get it, Keelan, because it's called Salmon Run. Get it? Keelan, Salmon can't run, mate. (laughs) They're fish, mate. 
But yeah, I lost I, my mind. I'm thinking about the soundtrack. It's broken me. I, don't, I, just, I just don't know. Like, I just it feels like it was so misplaced. Uh, again, like yeah, coming in on like it. an attack helicopter and them all jumping in. Like, I don't know. Like, it's meant to be just dumb fun. You it's and Platoon Phantom Pain. Yeah, you and you and three friends like just a horde mode essentially, just it's, fighting back hordes of wee little fish like people. They so were I picture Metal Gear Solid. This gave me survive, Metal Gear Survive vibes. Oof. It just Oof. didn't feel right. There's a lot of stuff that was familiar. Mm-hmm. The hordes didn't feel hard. Oh, it just felt unnatural. But moving on to just a real, speaking of unnatural combinations, Disney Speedstorm. Because everyone's been like, fuck, when's that Disney Pixar kart game going to come out? Um, they're releasing Disney Pixar kart game. You have all your... You know, your boost and your weapons like you would in a Mario Kart or Crash Team Racing. Um, look, the cool thing about this, it is free to play. I like that with some updates to come. Uh, you get to play some of your favorite characters such as Mulan and uh, Sully. But not Sully from Uncharted, Sully from the Monster Film. Monsters, Inc., that's the one. The Monster and, Film. And, 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 Sound and, any and older, Mickey Jesse. <laughs> you know, the Monster Film with the little green dude with the ball, the eyeball. He's just an eyeball. Great. What a film. What a film, you know what I mean? Monsters, Inc. is incredible, and I won't have any of this heresy. I want, because Disney owns fucking everything, I want them to really dig deep. Okay, we had that Nickelodeon car, uh, sorry, Nickelodeon um, Smash Bros. game that came out last year. Um, That kind of came and went. Now, Disney, if you're going to do a card game, really get into the back catalog because I want the Always Sunny cast. If Always Sunny in Philadelphia can be a Disney Plus, then Always Sunny in Philadelphia can be your fucking car racing game. Okay? I want to be Char- I want to be Frank and I want to be racing against Mulan and Sully from the Monster Film. Oh, so I want something Iron Man. Racist and monsterist. Monsterist? Monsterist. monsterist. Beastist. Yeah. But I want, I want Iron Man not as a character, as a car. I want Tony Stark forced into the shape of a car. But like clearly dead. Yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah, definitely. To like bend into the shape. <laughs> and he's being driven by pepper pots. By that. Yeah. Um, but look, the ruins car racing game, this, look, this, this didn't look like it had sort of the, the highly polished mechanics of a Mario Kart. It looks like it didn't have the super fun sort of moment to moment gameplay of Crash Team Racing. This is more of a Sonic kart racer where it looked a little bit chaotic, a little bit slow as well. And there was just nothing, nothing beyond the characters, which, okay, nostalgia, fair enough. And the free to play aspect, nothing about that was very enticing for me. Look, I no. just have to point out that the developers, are, I think it's Game Gameloft, and uh, they are uh, very experienced in creating racing games for the mobile platforms. Uh, yes. Back in the day, I yeah. used to play the Asphalt series of games mm-hmm. that they developed um, on my little Java phone. Oh, man. Good times. They know what they're doing. I just, um, I don't know if you can you can take on the giant that is Mario Kart and succeed. Nintendo have that I, thing down to an art form. I don't know if it's that, like, because again, as you said, you know, the game will know what they're doing. But I'm wondering if, you know, maybe there's someone else getting involved and it's kind of restricting some of the fun that they can have with it and you know some of the some of the good things you can add into gameplay to make it good yeah. so i don't know we'll see what happens going to our next game look if you're in the car you listen to this and you have the kids around if you're the whole family is around the around the uh around the fireplace listen to us on a gramophone 
Now you put the kids to bed. Tuck him in. Give him a little kiss on the cheek. Because we're talking about Kirby's throat goat status, okay? We had one of the wildest things I've ever fucking seen in, <laughs> in a showcase. Uh, we got to see more of Kirby in the Forgotten Land, and we got to see Kirby's mouthful mode, baby. So Kirby, you know, ties his hair back and really goes for it in this one. He is swallowing everything. Everything. Okay? And I'm not trying to be vulgar here. In the opening scene, you're fighting some sort of cute foxes, which why you find the foxes? They're adorable. And Kirby starts, just starts to sucking, okay? And then a car flies across, lands in their gobber, and <laughs> look, look. Some of the <laughs> some of the looks on Kirby's face are looks you could only see in the most in 4X-rated pornography, okay? <laughs> It's extra X for extreme. Can, can, can I read? It was a lot. Can I read out some of the uh, the mouth modes that Kirby has? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us yeah. about the mouth mode. Tell, tell us what their mouth do. He's got a scissor lift mouth. That's a good one. I so, okay, sorry, just to reiterate, all of these things you know you you gulp down various items across the world, and they give you abilities. So scissor lift mode. Turned <laughs> into a scissor lift. I guess that wasn't the most scissor, interesting one. Scissor lift mouth. That's cool. Cone mouth. Yep. Okay. That's cool. You can pierce things with that one. You can. Vending mouth. Very sharp. Yeah, a bit of a, like, I don't know. But vending machine, <laughs> you spit cans at other one. So yeah, I guess exactly. you're spitting with that one. Uh, we mentioned it already. Car mouth. Light, bul- yep. light bulb mouth for, for whatever reason. And then arch. You know what's good about lap bulb, bulb mouth? Kirby knows how to turn you on. Hey. My Blood personal, my hey. personal favorite is water balloon mouth. That's a good one. Yeah, I've, I've got to say, I'm. I, <laughs> no, I'm putting all the jokes, jokes out of the room. I'm taking them out because there's too many. <laughs> there's too many. We're gonna get banned. Okay. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the content we we're already. gonna bring to bring to Spotify and iTunes and all other good podcasting platforms would get us delisted. Okay, I'm not gonna say. Them. I'll let you, dear listener, think of your own Kirby which, water balloon mouth jokes. Which Kirby mode gets you the most excited to play with? Wait, no. The cone one. <laughs> I don't look, know. Just the this cone- game actually looks looks fantastic. The more I see of this game, yeah. I'm... We, we saw that, but we also got to see a bunch of the, the weapons um, that Kirby's going to be using... They could copy abilities. Yeah, so I'm assuming if you defeat certain certain enemies, you get yeah. their abilities. And, yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty standard um, for Kirby games when you inhale an enemy. If you press the right button, you copy their abilities. So sometimes you know there'll be there'll be a little Waddle D running around with a sword, just swinging the sword. So you inhale that and copy and you upgrade them and stuff like that. The sword and cool. yeah, now you can upgrade I, those, which looks awesome. I'm not really across the the Kirby verse. Um, so I don't, I don't really know how, how Kirby plays. I really like the the range of abilities and, and weapon types and the upgrades and stuff like that. The world we've gone over before, it looks like a you know you've run The Last of Us through the Mario Odyssey filter. It looks fantastic. But I have a question for you, um, Sai. What is Kirby? Kirby is a Kirby. Kirby's a Kirby? Kirby's Kirby. All right. Kirby's Kirby. I'll allow it. Um, <laughs> let's move on to a, a less 
um, orally fixated game. Nintendo Switch Sports comes out April 29th. It's a new duration of the Wii U Sports series that, look, everyone has played and everyone has goddamn loved. Um, this version will feature some, you know, fan favorites like tennis and bowling. Because, come on, the Wii Bowling, one of the greatest things in gaming. If yeah. I had to make a game museum, there would be a section for, for, for Wii Bowling. Absolutely. Um, I think that's I, I, a sport I never heard of called, called Chambara, which is some sort of like sword fighting game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, soccer, badminton, the King's game itself, volleyball. Um, and the other track we're also going to get golf. Something that I'm super keen on is there's going to be a leg strap that comes with the physical edition of the game that you put around your leg, you know, being a leg strap. And it means wow, that when crazy. you play games like soccer, you can kick the ball. That's cool. It's dumb, but cool. Super dumb. Yeah, I'll the- use it once and throw it away afterwards. It'll be great. You get those weak legs. I'll see your legs. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it looks like two pieces of cello tape. This Sorry. isn't this isn't the first time the leg strap is being used either. The, um, with ring fit training, or whatever the fuck ah, it's called. True. Um, it does cut. Yeah, ring fit does come with that uh, as well. However, I have, I have, I have ring fit because I'm like I'm gonna get fit. Uh, the fact that I didn't know it had a leg attachment means that I haven't opened the box. <laughs> it's in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> um. But just sort of on the note of the the football because you know two lots of football in in one direct it's very rare this is weird like the the version is basically rocket league but without the cars which obviously some people are going to sit there and be like oh which is called soccer but it's not no because it's (laughs) because right in the sense that like i don't know it's not like running back and forth and you know actually it's just the massive ball big open goal hit win because oh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a switch game. It's not going to be like really super precise. No, and I'm not expecting. Like Sorry, I'm not expecting. I, I'm that. thrown off by the fact that you've called this Rocket League without the cars, like that wasn't already a sport. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's Holy not. It's not shit. football. Because it's not it's football. Like, is it's what I'm like at. it's like Mario Strikers, but without the big crocodile man and the Italian boy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Italian boy. <laughs> I think that should be Mario's new name going forward. Is just the Italian boy. <laughs> you know, it's like a Mario couple without the up, you know, without the bananas and shells. Tra- uh, traffic. That's what's called traffic. Yeah, traffic. Traffic jams. The game. No, because it's, it's a, because it's, it's not sick. because it's not football. Is my point. Is like it's it's just yeah. it's it's not anything really it's, other it than wouldn't translate. No, and I get that, and I, I appreciate that, obviously, that, you know, they're doing what they can. And I think using the Rocket League style is absolutely the best choice that they could do. Um, however, one one choice that I found really weird was the uh, the design, the character design for the... I found them really well, unnerving. We were watching it. I found them unnerving. Are like they that it, different to the me? The, yes. the me is all of that because because in in the direct you got a uh, sort of I guess a preview of a tennis match with um, Koizumi and I forget who um, they were playing tennis and that was they were using me's and the me's looked fine the me's looked absolutely fine but I just thought the the other character models i guess the stand-ins the generic ones looked really weird and kind of unnerving and i don't know what it is about them but it's it's i don't know i, I can't quite describe it's it the it's just something the eyes are different I, I think it's the eyes it, i think it, it's it, all the eyes they've tried to go 
not realistic with your eyes, but more realistic than they were with the Mies, obviously. I think so. Uh, and it's I, like I, falling I into this weird uncanny valley uncanny sort valley. of. Yeah. But that aside, I'm actually quite excited for this because Wii Sports was fantastic. Wii Sports Resort, underrated gem. Archery, still a fucking classic. However, yes. Yes, I am sad that sick. there is no boxing, though. Where the fuck's the boxing? Gotta take the violence out of the game. It's sad, it's I know. So. Because holy shit, like the okay. final the final boss for the boxing was brutal. I would love, because this is gonna have like an online mode, which we'll get like I'm super that's the part I'm most excited about with this. But I like the idea that it's just boxing and you just beating the shit out of some like <laughs> Russian child. <laughs> Via the game. Sure. Yeah, okay. Via the game. No, just... Right? <laughs> you actually Wink. get a stand-in. You just... You hire a Russian <laughs> child <laughs> and you just beat yeah. the shit out of him for a bit. Yeah. Classic Nintendo, eh? Um, but, you know, the online factor for this is going to be really, go- really, really fun and, again, stoked to do some streaming with that. But you know what sport they didn't have in here, guys? What sport was that? Hey, Simon, you want to play some fucking stickball? Look at me. I'm fucking New York. MLB The Show had the weirdest goddamn voice of work I've ever heard. It sounded like Story Mode's very own New York Millhouse. <laughs> I screamed when I first heard this. When he comes in, he's like, oh, thank you, a Pokisan. I'm fucking playing. <laughs> like, what was that voice? You want to come like down like, with, to me to the stadium and catch a game, but... It's me, New hey, York. Hey, it's me, Joey Stickball. He your best house. friend and mentor. I've, what the I'm fuck be was honest. this? Why is yeah. this on Switch? Dude, look, also, the yeah. MLB games are, are massive. They are clearly not our thing because, A, we don't really play many sport games. Is, B, the sport games we do play, we don't really into baseball. Is this popular? But Japan uh, is yeah. crazy for baseball. That was about it's what really, I was about to ask. Go Hiroshima Cops. Hiroshima Cops number one, Okay. I have one of my fondest memories of Japan is when we're in Hiroshima, there is a, a ramen place around the corner from the hostel we normally stay at. Yeah. Um, just across the train tracks. If, you, if anyone's going to Japan, hit me up and I'll tell you where it is. It's fantastic. <laughs> but if you go there after a baseball game, it's full of baseball fans. And you will very quickly become a fan of the Hiroshima Cops. Because all these fans are in there, it's a full party atmosphere. Everyone's eating ramen, they're having dumplings, you're getting absolutely smashed on beer. And they're chanting and... It's just a really, really wholesome fun. And the whole scene is crazy for it. You see um, Hiroshima Cop gear all over the place. I, I bought a bunch of Hiroshima Cop gear. Also, the Cops, what a name for a club. Yeah, true. Japan is crazy for baseball, and they're very, very good at it. So uh, this this is a really big announcement, just not for us. But that voiceover but it, just got me so good. Also, uh, like, I think it was one of only two bad reveals for the for the whole direct why do you think it was bad i just had a puppet yeah and it was really <laughs> off-putting and it didn't know what direction it wanted to take and how it wanted to portray no, no, itself no, the thing, it, because and it was, for, no we just didn't know the context so those players would be well known that puppet could be a mascot and, or something like that that new york accent guy could be the king i don't know king of baseball it's me hey guys you want to play some king. baseball buying these fucking dumpsters just i don't oh, know it just it felt it, it felt to me very flat very forced as well like i don't know maybe maybe it's american comedy and we just don't get it but yeah 
yeah, look, that, that, that part just wasn't made for us. We're not baseball fans. We don't know the context behind it, but yeah, I'm going to problem with it. Now, a game that came out that was revealed um, and shown off that caught my attention, but I will not play it was Live a Live, aka Live Alive, if you will. Yeah, li- live Alive. Um, it is Live Alive? It is Live oh, Alive. Oh, I was thinking the piss. Okay, cool. Um, this game looks very much like Octopath Traveler. You play as seven different protagonists, um, living out seven different unique lives. You can tackle them in any order, which I really like. Sai, this is a very Simon Evans-looking game. Mm-hmm. What do you think uh, of it? I love it. I First off, I do, I'm going to reiterate this later. Live it. But, like, the 2.5 HD art style, just incredible. Like, holy shit, give me more games in that style, please, because I will buy all of them. They all look fucking fantastic. And this is this is a game that I have heard, like, hushed rumours and whispers about. You know, like, the sort of thing that you, 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 you dig for, like, the greatest uh, Super Nintendo games ever made. And in like a weird corner of the internet you see a few people go live alive it's fucking fantastic it's this really cool and then they get shot they get shot by some sniper several buildings over because they can't tell you about it it's it's like always spoken in like this weird hushed tone and there's this weird sense of mystery about it so to finally actually see proper stuff about this is incredible this is a game that has such a dedicated like cult following that it would put Chrono Trigger to shame. What is it though? It's a JRPG, which, as you said, you know, follows seven different people based in completely different time periods, and they all have their unique stories and their unique aspects and things. And the way things play out is, you know, unique to them. However, it isn't just that. There is a overarching component to all of it, which can tie everything together if you do things correctly from what i've been told so the stories are linked in a way sort of yes N- not, um, not in an official capacity is that what i'm hearing yeah, but it, i believe so i believe in oh, okay so the, much for interpretation yeah so like much the same way as like octopath traveler you follow eight different characters doing their own thing um at, when you've done everyone's final chapter there is a post game where you can tie everything up together in one thing. And Hold up. that's not official because it's optional, but it's definitely there and definitely canon. And I think it's a similar sort of thing. So I think Octopath Traveler is, has taken a lot of inspiration from Live Alive. And it'll be really No, it hasn't just taken inspiration. It's just added one fucking more character. <laughs> Well, to wait, holy, we've unraveled Octopath Traveler here. To, to when did fair, Live Alive come out? It was 1994, and it only came out in Japan. So, yeah, similar art styles. They just added another character. It's, oh no! no to to that, be Octopath fair, Traveler. It was uh, rip it, off. It was not a not a spectacular looking game back when it came out. Still, even still no. Oh, moving along to. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, a game that I will admit I am garbage at. Um, when you paid paid DLC courses, did everyone anyone else get feel really off put with how positively they said paid DLC courses? Well, and brand new paid DLC courses. It's like don't I, don't highlight that they're packed. I know that they're paid. Let's just calm down that part. Don't try and make it happy. I think I'm so it, bummed to hear it. 
I think it's because um, now again a bit of context here. Obviously, Mario Kart Eight initially released on the Wii U, um, and it did have paid DLC courses when it when it came out. Uh, there was two main course packs that you could buy, which also included a couple of extra characters and stuff like that. Blah blah blah. Mm. Um, however, there was free DLC for Mario Kart 8 initially, and that was a Mercedes-Benz crossover and something yeah. else that I can't remember, Weird. which is why when you fucking boot up Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, you can just drive a fucking Mercedes-Benz for some fucking reason. Don't know why you'd ever do that. There's some of the shittest cars in the game. Don't do it. It's a crime. It's not a crime. It should be, though. But, but no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, that's not my complaint. I understand that you have to differentiate that it's paid and not paid. Just don't say it so happily at the start. Just... Put in the in text or something. Have it in the background. Don't do, don't lead with that. Do you guys yeah. think that? Anyway, the, let, let me get to the point. Forty-eight new tracks released in six-track waves, wrapping up um, at the end of next year. Oh, that How is, are we feeling? That is a long, long-term plan. It but is. Yes. I don't think that the price is unreasonable for what you are ultimately getting. Absolutely agree. I have extensive thoughts about this. I mean, first off, Mario Kart 8 is an eight-year-old game at this point. Again, it was released on the Wii U. Yeah, I know, right? Like, it's been out for eight years. It was within the launch window for the Switch. Like, this is a game that has been around for quite a while. But, um... Yeah, like it's it's just it's just wild to me that like now we're getting new DLC, and I'm not unhappy about it. And I think it's a really good price, and it's really cool. But at the same time, I'm like, does that mean that Mario Kart Nine is even further away than we yeah. all initially thought? Like it's going to be <laughs> over ten years by the, by the time this wraps up. Like it's going to be over ten years since Mario Kart Eight first launched. That's wild. It has the same vibe as when you see that Grand Theft Auto Five is getting like a new. Update like Grand Theft Auto Online, you update. I'm like, guys, come on, focus on six. Come, come on, on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> look, there's a lot of tracks in there that people are losing shit over. Like the Coconut Mall, people are losing their mind over. It oh, looks yeah. fun. Apparently, though, some people are breaking down that trailer. And again, look, it's a trailer, so this isn't final footage, but they reckon they're the real kind of downgrade with a lot of the tracks. Apparently, a lot of uh bits of the track uh, are missing. I don't so, think that's game the case. Trailers. Yeah. I think like, it's just I, look, well they've shown they've shown side by side screenshots and there are parts that look different. There are there are items that have been removed for whatever reason. When the final game comes out, you know, that's when you can actually compare it. And also, who cares? Yeah. Who gives a shit? The game's fucking eight years old. Calm down. Everyone just chill out. Wait till new tracks come out. Goddamn racing game. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Can, can can we just st- stay on that as well? I'm when, so bad at Mario Kart. When, when you're driving in Mario Kart and you're speeding down the raceway, do you notice that shit that's happening around you? Those little tiny little teensy little details of people pointing Kellen, out? I want to introduce you to a group of people called gamers um, mm. who whenever a trailer will come out, they will nitpick to the nth degree. Despite the game being fun, despite being fully playable and good, it's like, oh, the reflections in the water weren't good enough. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up! But, <laughs> Shut up! I think Enough. I think it's interesting because one of my biggest gripes with Mario Kart 8 is the fact that the N64 Rainbow Road was mutilated. Like, that was... The N64 Rainbow Road is still one of my favourite tracks of any Mario Kart ever. This big, grandiose Rainbow Road, like, felt... I think this was... Because this was only the second 
Mario Kart game. That's what cemented Rainbow Road as like the coolest shit in my brain. Like that was the coolest thing. And then they changed it from this massive three lap thing to a three part thing. You don't even, you do one lap of the full course and it's broken up into three segments instead. Uh And I do not like that. I think that is such a shame because half of the fun with N64 Rainbow Road was just how cool and how long it was. And like, you know, tightening yourself up around corners as you go past and, you know, things like that. Just, just standard stuff. So I can understand why people are probably a little bit concerned that they might do, that they might shorten some courses, but I don't think they will overall. I think. Oh, no, no. The, the people aren't complaining about shortened courses. That's, that's not what they're complaining about. It's like things in the back are like trees and stuff have been removed. Oh, it's no. Nothing. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Anyway, let's move on. Um, Triangle Strategy. Mm-hmm. The game that Nintendo's um, Death Loop, because we see it in every single <laughs> uh, direct. I'm like, I'm, I'm over it. But Simon, you were clearly not. You're very excited for this game, and you got to yes. play the demo for the third section of the game. Is that correct? Uh, so it's the first three chapters of the game. The okay, three. the first three chapters. Yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, you the, played it a fair bit today. Yes. Yeah. I've been playing it pretty much all day. Don't tell my boss. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's yeah. The the opening three chapters of the game. Um, it's a prologue demo, much the same way that Octopath Traveler had, uh, where you basically get familiar with the characters and stuff like that, and your progress will carry over to the main game if you decide to purchase it. Um, and yeah, it's just really pretty damn good. I was playing it. There, there is a lot of talking. There is a lot of uh, like there is a, a bit of a slow start. You get obviously introduced to the main character and his, you know, it lays down a lot of groundwork, his relationship to other important characters and stuff like that. It's quite political as well in the sense that you are the lord of a, you know, grand house in a kingdom and you are basically the second most important house in in this kingdom after the king himself like you are the second most important group and then there's another there's a a grand duchy who you are you know in charge of this important resource and then there's another kingdom which is in charge of this important resource and you sort of learn the political ins and outs of how everyone is now friends after a war that ended 30 years ago and the alliance is really tenuous and you've got to try and be polite to people and also your new wife has just shown up and you've got to be really nice to her and obviously get to know her because it's an arranged marriage so of course um politics i was, I was confused by that for a moment yeah <laughs> yeah politics yeah you, you, you have your arranged um, <laughs> marriage and you've also got your mistress and that's the triangle strategy it's <laughs> a love triangle uh, but no it's it's if you're willing to give it time and just invest yourself a little bit into this world it is really fun like it's really rewarding the battles are really cool and like obviously again this is the only like the opening three chapters so it's not very high stakes at the moment but you do see how a lot of the mechanics come into play and in this chapter like in this in the third chapter the opening so Chapter three is split into two parts. Part one, you make a decision. That's it. That's what your opening opening to chapter three is. Part one, you decide, do you want to go to kingdom one or kingdom two? And that will affect how the rest of the game comes out. It will affect your character's progression as a character. Like ah. not, not just, you know, what skills or abilities or anything you unlock. It is that makes, how your character develops. And that, that affects makes a lot of sense. It's really cool. And the, how um, you interact with people and your dialogue options will make a difference. Like if you if you walk up to someone and they're like, ah, oh, you know, 
hello, my lord, what do you think I can do to help solve this issue? And you could be like, go fuck yourself. Or you could be like, allow me to help you. Or why don't we try and find a diplomatic solution? And depending on what thing you do, it will affect how your character responds to other NPCs and their dialogue later on. And it's really cool. Like, it's really interesting. They made a big deal about saying that your save can be transferred over from the demo to the full version of the game once it's out. And that makes a lot of sense to me now that they made a big deal about it. Cool. I like that. It it is really cool. Um, It comes out very soon, actually. March... Uh, I'm not sure March. exactly when. March sometime. Well, we'll do a, I think uh, it is going to be like when uh, Final Fantasy came out. We're just going to give you a section of the podcast and we're just going to let you know, wind you up and let you go because you were, you were genuinely excited for this game. This, yeah, like, uh, see, look, I was, and and, and look, I, I wasn't joking when I said it, this is Nintendo's death loop. I've just seen this too many yeah. fucking times. Stop. Less is more with this. I'm not even looking for stuff for this. It's just being thrown at me. It's like, oh, okay, I I get it. You have you have a strategy. It's angular. Good stuff. Now let's move on to the last <laughs> game that was shown off as part of this direct. Uh, another game that I know sweet fa about Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Despite look, I know I gotcha. nothing about it, but this trailer was pretty sick. We've got some big mechs, yeah. a lot of sword fighting, a lot of shit voiceover work, um, some voiceover lines that sound they were recorded in a bathroom. Like <laughs> you know, what's bad when I could teach the person better mic technique. That's saying something. I apologize, listeners, for my bad mic technique. It's not getting better. <laughs> oh, dear. Keelan just gave me the look of like, I have to edit that, you fuck. You didn't have to do that. I didn't, but I chose to. That was a Damn real dynamics. Scott Morrison apology right there, Jesse. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> Take Ow. me to the episode in Cuba. <laughs> Dickhead. Anyway, is that a Blade Chronicles 3? Yeah. Mm. Simon, have you played one and two? What do you think of yes, three? Yes, I've I've played one X and two because that's the order of their releases. Oh also, God. yeah, um, <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles One came out on the Wii. Fantastic JRPG. There is a remastered version available on Switch. Absolutely worth checking out if you have time and patience for long JRPGs with really good stories. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles X came out on the Wii U. Still waiting for a port for that. Give it to us, Monolith. I want it. Um, which was more futuristic and had like cool robots and stuff. And then Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was more of a sort of return to form, uh, more sort of high fantasy stuff, but you still got some cool techie bits and pieces and stuff like that. Again, also available on the Switch um, with a really extensive story DLC, which sets up a lot of characters and stuff, if you want more background Mm -hmm. on them, and it's really cool. Um, Xenoblade as a franchise is incredible. They have some awesome like action RPG stuff and everything plays really well. Everything feels tight and responsive. And I love the characters in all of them. They do again, such a great world of like build, like great, such a great job of building these fantastic worlds and stuff like that. And they, they feel real, like they feel really cool. And so I'm really excited for three because this looks like it's tying together a lot of stuff. Like Xenoblade one remaster has a, post-game thing that you can do which sort of helps link one and two together but it's still kind of vague and not really descriptive enough whereas three looks like it's bringing one and two together properly plus they've, kind of, they've said they've said they're gonna this this will link all the xenoblade 
stories. Yeah, okay. and like there's there's stuff from X that I see in there as well in in the mechs. Like that looks really cool as well. So I'm I'm, I'm here really for that excited. Those I'm mechs so keen. Freaking sick. I yeah. wish those mechs were in a different game yeah, so Yeah, right, Jesse. I thought I, the exact take same some thing. Of the, <laughs> take some of these assets out of this game, put them into a game that I will play that don't have... Look, I, I don't want to harp on the voiceover work too much here. Because <sighs> I know there's a lot of like localization stuff like that happens. Why does every character in Zelda Blade 3, the, the trailer, sound like my shitty British accents? Okay, I oh want to talk about that real quick because... Oh, we put a bigger get the Zelda Blade from the big robot Anyway, like, <laughs> so in Xenoblade 1, they do an English voice cast and it works really well. And I think it's, I actually really enjoy the English voice acting for Xenoblade 1. Fantastic. Um, Xenoblade 2, I couldn't get past the first dungeon without having to change the voiceover language to Japanese. Because there was one scene that just... I hated, I hated it so much. And it was basically, the main character does like this triumphant, heroic leap into danger and does like, ah, yell. And it was like, ah. What? That was, that was it. It was just, ah. And I, th- this is ah. shocking. Changed it to Japanese, rewatched the cuts in. I'm like, holy shit, that is hype. That is such a cool moment when done properly. So I'm really hoping that 3 has Japanese voice acting available as well, if that's uh, the standard we can expect. I think you're going to say you're really hoping that Xenoblade 3 would have some uh, different VO work. And judge of the trailer, no. 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 But again, look, for when the full product comes out, we'll see, we'll see what it's like. Actually, no, I won't see what it's like. I'm not going to play it. I will. It's not my type of game. But let's uh, wrap it up there. It was a, look, overall, this is a good direct. I saw a lot of stuff. I, I was keen on that. The Very ports good. really blew me away. Um, but then things like Strikers, uh, a lot of games I've never heard of before. I'm not, it's not familiar with. They got me excited, oh, like Strikers. Clonoa like um, as well. And that's also, fucking cool. Yeah, right. Oh, man. So <laughs> I follow a lot of like Jack and Daxter accounts on Twitter because I'm, I'm, I'm a sloth Jack, Jack and or Daxter. Um, and they're, they're losing their mind over this. So apparently there's a lot of kind of uh, a lot of Jack and Dax's initial DNA from Precursor Legacy can be traced back. So yeah, massive, yes, massive, please. massive cult games released on like, great soundtrack. Yeah, Clonoa One was on PS One. Clonoa Two was on PS Two. Fantastic games. Everyone Whacker. thought that they were going to be like big hits, and and it just sort of faded. So it's really cool to see this come back. I'm actually very excited. Yeah, I mean, there's, look, there's a bunch of games we haven't touched on overall. What, there was like 30 something games turn off yeah something there like was that. a lot look I, I it felt like there was a lot because i wrote about each one of them um and that <laughs> was killed me but yeah overall it's a good one i'm, I'm a big fan of uh, kirby's mouthful mode i think as, this... as, as much as we made jokes about it it looked really good it looked great fun like that's gonna add a really really cool fun dynamic to that game i think um i think this is one of the best directs we've ever had more or less in yeah. terms of yeah. just pure content um, you don't really need good. a big, a big moment. You don't need, you know, the Breath of the Wild trailer. You don't need, you know, a Metro trailer. This is just good overall. This felt, yeah. There's a very solid lineup of games coming out. The first, most of them, the first quarter, or at least first half of this year. The Nintendo has quite a stockpile. And then, look, maybe second half of this year. I still think the first quarter of of 2023, we'll get our Breath of the Wild two stuff. Like yeah, it's coming. Yeah. We know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll still, look. I bet if they came out and said, oh, look, Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out early March. 
no, we've got Horizon, we've got Elden Ring, we've got Seafood still, we're still playing Arceus. Uh, Witch King, Witch Queen, sorry, came out. Too many games. Too many games. Stop. Everyone stop. I want a moratorium on games for three months. No more games. <laughs> no more. Give us a break. We need to catch up. My wallet needs to heal. But with that, if you do want to keep hearing about games, we're on Spotify and iTunes and all other good podcasting platforms. Look for us and subscribe and leave us a review and tell your friends. And while you're there, have a look for Fan Critical Podcast. Uh, we're part of their fantastic podcast network. And they have a bunch of other shows that focus on TV and film and all other forms of pop culture. So go give them the same amount of love. Look, it is Valentine's Day. you got to give love to somebody. If you want to keep updated with all your gaming news, storymodegaming.com is a place to be. You can go check out Felix's brand new um, seafood review. It's absolutely fantastic. And God damn, does that game look good. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StoryModeAUS. And of course, we're on Twitch at StoryModeAUS. If you want to see Seafood being played by some of our newbies like Lachlan, uh, if you want to see some Age of Empires played by Lauren, plus we've also got a bunch of Final Fantasy happening. Um, we have Scotsman playing a bunch of Monster Hunter. It's all happening. Go check it out on Twitch. And of course, we are on Patreon. Just search for Fan Critical. Check a couple bucks our way. You get access to all the bonus goodies. But with that, I'm going to fill off my chair. Simon, yeah. I wish you did. Always a bloody pleasure. I almost died. Oh, that would be hilarious. God damn. Yeah. Well, that would be hilarious. You all heard that. <laughs> yeah, good. Somebody has to come in here and press stop recording. It'd be awkward if I fell on my chair, broke my neck. This stream will end. I'm, I'm hosting it. Oh, no. God, imagine right. the likes would get. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd get. Let's not focus too much on my death. I'm going to save that for episode 150, okay? <laughs> everyone thank you for listening hope you had fun hope you're looking forward to some of these games if you are tell us jump on jump on the old on the old tweet ski and uh, let's talk games but with that fellas thank you thank you listeners happy valentine's day to everyone stay safe love yourself play some games and we'll catch you next week mm, bye 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 Hey, it's me, Joey Stickball here, your best friend and mentor. <laughs>